Van Dam, what happened? What happened to the pimps? What happened to the guns? What happened to the curse Crocker. wars? Let's be honest. Let's get the Let's go play Hammer. What is it you What are you listening to? What is it you Radio. Yeah. Yeah. We're good? Yeah. All right. Welcome to the bonus episode of Lightning Licks Radio. This is our non-thematic episode. This is where me and Dion are off of the page. There's no theme. We're just talking about stuff that we're currently obsessed with. Correct. And this is also the episode where we bring in a super secret friend mm-hmm. and they get to talk about some of the stuff that they are currently listening to, that they are fucking with, that they're obsessing over. I'm excited about that. I am too. Again, as much as I was like super hesitant about this bonus episode part of it, this has become as fun, actually, if not more fun than the original episodes, because I like yeah. the fact that there's no theme. We can just yeah. talk about whatever weird shit we're into. We can just talk about that. Right. And I love that. Yeah. So welcome to that episode. Welcome. You're here. You're along for the <laughs> What ride. episode number is this? Well, I don't know. 25? I mean, it's hard to know, because we don't number them like that. I this know, is probably like the 40th-ish? Yeah, I don't 30-something? But thanks for hanging out, and uh, <laughs> let's get right to it. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's get right, right to it. I'm, I'm Jay, and that's Dion yeah. across the hockey table from me, and yeah, we're going nice to talk some shit yeah. about some stuff that we love, yeah. that we've just been obsessing over the last few weeks. Yeah, and I want to get right to it, and Fresh. I want to make you do it first, though. So okay. I'm going to ask you, like, what have you been uh, messing with, Jay? All right, well, the first thing that I've been obsessed with recently, is there is a band out of Austin, Texas, called A Giant Dog. A giant dog. I'd never heard of them. Please explain. And they are a merge band. The the records are put out by our friends at Merge Records. Yeah, they're great. I was turned on to A Giant Dog by my friend Paul. Okay. 2016, they put out their third record called Pile. Yeah. And he said, this is something that you need in your life. And he Mm -hmm. was not wrong. And I freaking loved it. And I bought it. And so the obsession is, is that they've put out a record after that called Toy. Okay. And then Merge did a 30th anniversary thing like 2019 where Merge bands covered other Merge bands. Okay. So actually there's a record that A Giant Dog did where they covered Arcade Fire's Neon Bible in its entirety. No way. I'm not, I don't even care about Arcade Fire, yeah. but I was I like super Arcade. curious to hear their version of that. But the other thing is, is that they also just very recently, within the last month, reissued the first two A Giant Dog records. The one was called Fight from 2012, and the second one is called Bone from 2013. And we're talking about Bone, right? Yeah. They're a cool five-piece punk rock band. Sabrina Ellis, she's the lead singer. And for my money, along with like Amy Taylor from Amo and the Sniffers, she is probably one of the best front people in rock and roll right now right like like i've never seen them live and i would love to see them live sometime but like when you watch the videos or you watch the live clips she is impossible to take your eyes off she commands your attention yeah and she's not like tasmanian devil spazzy like amy taylor is like what she does is her own fucking thing it's all in her eyes and her face she just looks nuts in the best way possible that's cool if that makes any sense yeah, it does. so they're a great punk rock band the first two records are definitely more punk rock you know, as far as like their stuff is becoming like a little bit more polished. I don't want to call it pop, but it's a little more accessible than straight up punk rock. But the thing I love about the band, it's a five piece. 
and the guitar player's name is Andrew Cashin, and they don't sound anything remotely like X. They don't. At all. Mm-hmm. But they have that X John Doe X scene They're where they both together. singing together. Yeah. There's this harmony thing that they do, whether it's like Lane Staley mm-hmm. and Jerry Control from Alice yeah. in Chains, whatever. But they sing a lot of stuff together, and it's a really cool sound. And they're a very, very cool fucking band. They have a side project. Not even you call it a side project. I don't know what they consider a side project called Sweet Spirit, which yeah. is a little more on the glammy side, which I have not really investigated yet. I've not gotten into that yet. Right. But if you're a fan of punk rock, A Giant Dog is a great fucking band. So the song that I'm going to use for the mix is a song from the second record, which is called Bone. And that song that I'm going to use for the mix is called Another World. Another World. I'm yeah. excited. Well, I, I did hear it. You played it for me earlier today, and I yeah. was really impressed. They're super cool. But yeah, check them out on YouTube, because they're like to see their videos and to see their live stuff, too, that's part of the experience, because she's a fucking trip. Right on. Yeah. What do you got? Ford. Stop playing. Right. It's all right. It's right here. It's right next to me. I got you, buddy. What are you obsessing over? What are you fucking with? What Some are you uh, Robert Glasper. What? Yeah, Robert Glasper. Ooh. He's a Grammy-winning pianist. He's a composer, mostly jazz, but also R&B and hip-hop. Yeah. He's kind of in the scene. He's played piano on tracks for uh, multiple rappers. Yeah. I know the Lamar's, name, but don't know anything right. about him. Yeah. So basically, in 2019, he released a mixtape. Uh, I think he did this, and I don't know for sure, but I think he yeah, embraced the mixtape because that's what all the younger artists are yeah. doing now. They're you know they're making these mixtape, these rappers, and he wanted to present his art in that same form. You know, saying like, hey, I can do this too. You guys can do this. It could be accepted. I'm a Grammy-winning pianist composer, and I'm coming down to your level for this. So he has this mixtape called Fuck Yo Feel released in 2019 i just picked up the record from our record store of choice electric kitsch and like i said it's kind of hip-hop based do you remember uh ali shaheed muhammad and uh hugh tip and dilla had like a project called the uma they were producers and it has that kind of sound to me that early 2000s kind of d'angelo voodoo era kind of sound on these more or less hip-hop and r&b tracks that he has in this mixtape a bunch of people are doing that with him. I think he's sort of bringing them into the fold. These aren't artists that I really know who they are. I didn't recognize um, any of them either. You know, if you and, didn't, you know yeah. I didn't. So they're a little bit obscure. Maybe they're up and coming, whatever the case may be. It is a mixtape. It's got like 20 tracks. It's probably an hour and 10, an hour and 20 minutes long. And some of it, I can do without. You know, a lot of the stuff where they're kind of calling out people and doing shout outs and things of that nature, like I don't really love. But for the most part, the music on it, I love it all. Yeah, and I feel like with the mixtape, like, it gives them an opportunity to do shit where they're not like, it's not an official release. Right. So there's certain freedom where they can just kind of do whatever they want to do and then not worry about whether it's going to be commercial or not. Yeah, and he took that to heart, I think. So he's got some really nice stuff on here. The song that I want to spotlight on this record is called Ah, Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And it's featuring Machina and Queen Sheba, two artists I have no idea who they are, but I tell you what, there is an R&B vibe in this song that I really enjoy. It kind of brings me down. It kind of, I just get locked into the groove and I really love this shit. Yep. Yeah. I really love this shit. Definitely a screw for sure. So that is going to be Robert Glasper from the Fuck Yo Feelings mixtape recently picked up by myself from electric hitch on vinyl that's what i'm messing with jay do you have another artist or band that you would like to i don't know make us aware of what do you like what are you listening to what are you doing i've been on this weird sweet kick the band sweet right who people know from their hits ballroom blitz, ballroom blitz. and fox on the run, fox um, on the run. again another this was a band that was a huge band for me when i was a kid like when i was buying 45s 
I bought Sweet 45s. Like before I bought the records, the full length records, yeah. Sweet 45s was kind of where it's at for me. Yeah. And so the interesting thing about Sweet is they've kind of had like three periods. They were early on when they were in Britain, all the songs were written for them by Mike Chapman and Nikki Chin. Mm-hmm. who were guys that had written stuff for Suzy Quattro yeah. and Mud and Bay City Rollers. Like, yeah, they were bubble considered yeah. bubblegum, exactly. And so they did like a kind of a bubblegum thing. And then, of course, even like Fox on the Run and Ballroom Blitz, that stuff was also Chin Chapman as well. But at that point, they moved from bubblegum to kind of like more hard rock. And then they almost had like a third act their other big hit like Love is Like Oxygen which was almost a prog rock kind of thing it's an interesting journey to listen to sonically the the journey that Sweet took from Bubblegum from Little Willie to Love is Like Oxygen Uh but I've been assessing specifically on the Bubblegum aspect of it which is what you do yeah so like the other night I got of course I was drinking and so I pulled out this record called The Sweet's Biggest Hits which is this German pressing or UK pressing I don't even know what it is of their biggest hits. And I remember posting it on Facebook. On the front of it, it says, Wigwam Bam, Papa Joe, Funny Funny, Coco, Little Willie. And I had a friend go, I only saw I know is like Little Willie. Like, how are those their biggest hits? But these were huge hits for this band in the UK. Right. But it's all the bubblegum stuff, too. So that's the kind of stuff that I've been kind of obsessed with uh-huh. at this point. Yeah. Again, for you train spotters out there, Mike Chapman went on to produce... Parallel Lines for Blondie, the yeah. first two Knack records. I Want to Kiss You Over by Exile. I mean, yep. the, the dude's got a solid track record of songwriting and, and production. Is, it's hot, yeah. solid. But yeah, I just I have affinity. When I was a young kid, I remember buying the 45 for Little Willie, which was a big, huge, obviously, AM radio, transistor radio hit. So I've been kind of obsessing on the earlier sweet stuff, the bubblegum shit. So I'm going to pick a record. I don't know which record it was on initially, but I do have Sweet's Biggest Hits in my hand right now. Mm-hmm. And the song that I'm going to pick for that, for the mixtape, is a song called Papa Joe. Papa Joe. <laughs> it's very poppy. Mm-hmm. It's very effervescent. Yes. And it's, it's all not like things. a sweet that you would know. No, there is, is no awesome. way in a million years that I would guess that that was the same band. The same band. There's yeah. no way. There's yeah. no way. And like you said, it is probably considered a hit, maybe overseas, but over here, I've never heard yeah, it. Yeah, it went from Little Willie, Ballroom Blitz, to Fox Thunder Run, to Action, yeah. and then Love is Like Oxygen, the yeah. prog rock years. Yeah. yeah. So what else you got? I'm going to talk about a band that we've talked about previously on Lightning Licks Radio. It would be Greet Death. Oh, Greet Death. Love that they band. started out, uh, a couple of kids, they were in a band called Pines, uh, a bassist who was a vocalist and a guitarist who did some vocals and a drummer. And they were really young at the time, maybe 17, 16. They yeah, came they out for Hell's Half Mile, one of the showcases we did or whatever. They evolved into a band called Greet Death, and they've released two full-length albums, and now this is their second EP, I believe. And it's called New Low, and it just came out. You can get it on vinyl. It's on pre-order right now. It'll be out whenever they get around to you know, pressing the vinyl. I know there's some issues there as far as distribution and production and is actually concerned. creating vinyl. Be yeah. The vinyl will be able to be there. But eventually, you'll be able to put it in your collection as a vinyl record. But right now, you can stream it on all the streaming platforms. It's on Bandcamp. That's where I would suggest that you stream it or purchase it if you like it. And I think you will. 
I love these guys. Yeah, I do too. And, and uh, they, the last record was on your best of in 2019. Yeah. was my number one record of yeah. 2000 and, yeah. or 20, maybe. It's almost like it's a pride thing too, because yeah. these are local kids. Yeah, where are they from? Flint like, is from where they're Flint. officially yeah. from, but I think they live in the Flint region. Basically, they're from the Flint. And when you go on all of like the cool like indie music websites and stuff too, there's a buzz about this band. Yeah. And they are like I'll call them nihilists, but they're somehow nihilists, but they're not emo. They have like this matter of factness about their misery and it just comes through effortlessly in their music but they still grow i mean a lot of this is you know depressive lyrics the subject matter is really dark it's my friends are all leaving you know life is changing i don't like the way things are headed but they present it in a way that is really palatable and the song that i want to put off of this new ep from greet death called new low is a song where i think it's one of the best metaphors i've heard in a long time and it's called Your Love is Alcohol. And this song is one of those songs, and we've talked about other songs that sort of fit the bill for this description. It's almost like there's something going on with the pitch of his vocals where it sounds like he's on a turntable that's kind of wobbling a little bit, yeah, right? right? That's kind of yeah. off track. And I, I love that, yeah. that he's delivering these vocals, but it sounds, the pitch is bending. It's, um, and I can't, I'm not a musician, so I can't tell if it's off key or on key or whatever the case may be, but it's moving around. And we've talked about this before, like My Bloody Valentine. There's a certain thing where the music seems wobbly, like the belt is not quite tight enough, where things are just kind of dragging a little bit. And I love that sound. Yeah. Huge fan of that sound. I guess you could say they're new shoegaze-ish type band, but they're really making moves. And uh, we're really proud of them, obviously, because they're local boys, but it's Greet Death. And everything that they come out with, I love. Yeah. I'm super excited about the... I didn't know about it till today when I got yeah. here and you told me about it. I'm super excited yeah, to hear new, new music yeah. from them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it, man. This Because their shit is badass. This period. new EP is killer. Uh, I would suggest that you stream it or purchase it on Bandcamp. That's Greek Death. Jay, can you give me another album that you are currently obsessing over? I'll give you a couple. Okay. Next one is a female singer. Her name is Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Yep. And she put out a record in 1979-80 called Pearl Harbor and the Explosions, Yeah, which was on Warner Brother Records' major label. Mm-hmm. It didn't sell anything. It didn't <laughs> sell much. And it's a very, of its time, it's a very new wave record. But of course, you know, I love that shit. Yeah. They put out the one record, and then she put out a solo record without the Explosions. <laughs> yeah. Called Pearl Don't, Harbor on Don't Follow Me, I'm Lost uh-huh. Too. The vinyl that I have is actually a Canadian version that I found at Dearborn Music many, many years ago, probably like five years ago, where the first record is more new wave. For this record, she's really kind of doing like a rockabilly thing. It has like a raw rock and roll, like 50s kind of sound to it. I hate to say that her biggest claim to fame is this, but it kind of is, is that she was married at one point to Paul Simonon, who was the bass player for The Clash. Yeah. And so a lot of people probably glommed onto her because, like, oh, I love The Clash. I'll probably like her, too. And so this record, that Don't Follow Me, I'm Lost, too, definitely has a feel of, like, the stuff that The Clash was doing on London Calling, that rockabilly thing, the, yeah. you know, brand new Cadillac, all that kind of shit. I recently just was kind of did a deep dive on her on YouTube, and there's a really cool clip of The Clash in Japan with Pearl Harbor, and they're doing one of the tracks from that record called Fujiyama Mama. Mm-hmm. Being, she's backed up by The Clash, okay. which is ba- her husband's band, yeah. The Clash. You may have yeah. heard of them. Yeah. Who are them guys? But it's a really cool record. I like the Explosions records well enough, but this is actually a lot better for me. 
And so this also came out in 1980. The, again, the version that I have is like a Canadian pressing. So I don't know if it was released in this country or not. It is on Warner Brothers, so I have to assume it was at some point. So yeah. I'm not sure how I ended up with this. But the uh, track that I'm going to use for the mixtape is not going to be Fujiyama Yama, but it is going to be a song called Filipino Baby, Yeah, okay. which is a, just a complete rockabilly rave up. Yeah. It's pretty badass. It's, exactly. and she's got a super cool voice. She's super hot looking. She's mm-hmm. very exotic looking. She's very, very cool. Both of those records are definitely worth picking yeah, up. Yeah, and there's some cool production techniques that you can definitely tell were influenced by The Clash and their Yeah, company. I don't know who produced this can't remember who produced Don't Follow Me, I'm Lost Too, but David Kane, or Khan, however you say his name, produced the first Explosions record, and he went on to produce all those kind of San Francisco, like, Red Rockers, okay. Wire Train, yeah. Translator, uh, Romeo Void, all kind of like that San Francisco kind of like Dream Pop shit, yeah. back before there was a name for Dream Pop. Yeah. So it's all both very worth picking up. So the song is going to be at Philippine Baby. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it is at the time of our show, and we mix it up from every now and again uh, where we're going to go hit the streets and we're going to leave the air hockey table we're going to go on a field trip we're going to travel to one of our friends and see what they're listening to and then they can share that with you yeah we're going to do that are you ready to do that right now I'm ready to do it right now you know what we need to do that yeah I know we got to make noises let's turn on the the (laughs) traveling machine here it goes willy willy We had a good whittle-a-loo before we even started. I think we did, too. Are you supposed to join in on that? No. You if can. you wanted to, you can. But you a every, every time whittly, whittly, woo. <laughs> Every time we move from location to location, we do it as like a passing, like time travel. So oh, gotcha. Okay. You are now listening to the portion of the bonus episode where we field trip it. We get out of the basement. We get away from the air hockey table. And we go visit a secret, super special friend. And we find out what they are listening to. This one is a little more special than the other ones that we do because yeah. our guest today is our friend Michael Absher. Yep. And the, th- hey, and the thing that's cool about this is that this is the first time we're meeting him. Yes. We have been friends on Facebook probably for about four years. We have a lot of mutual friends. Has all, it been that long, all, really? I want to say it was pre-COVID, so I can't, with COVID I can never tell right. how long it's been anymore. But we have a lot of mutual friends who are also music nerds, and we would have these little conversations within our friends' post on Facebook. And I find like, I'm just going to friend that guy because he's obviously cool and he's got good taste in music. And we've been friends, but we had not met until today. Today, here we are. Which is awesome. So this is the longest we've ever traveled. Normally we do all in Bay City. We got to travel to Flint Town. Had to get on the expressway, I-75. Flint Town, where Michael reigns supreme. So we're going to talk to Michael about what he's obsessing over musically, but I kind of want to get a couple other things with you, too. Um, You were nice enough to plug our podcast on your show, and I kind of want to get to that. But first of all, you're a DJ, too. You've been DJing for a long time, right? Since 1986. Holy mackerel. So 1986. In between bands and stuff like that, too. Or just club type stuff. You had your own night stuff. I was an unofficial DJ at the Hot Rock, which okay. was way back. We used to go there all the time. When yeah. I moved back from Maine, that was like, was it Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights? or what night uh, it was? I was there on Tuesdays and Saturdays. No, we used to go dance in midweek yeah. all the time at the Hot Tuesdays Rock. Tuesdays was the alternative night. That's, That's when, when the Dan we Boyer was uh, the DJ. I got a lot of my musical taste from him. That was badass. He played a lot of like 4AD stuff and yeah. industrial stuff. Right on. Things like that. But Saturdays, uh, Bill White was the DJ, and I used to go up there with my little bag of records and bug him to play stuff. I was there when they opened. Uh, you know, I was rabid for yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. And eventually he was like, you know what? Why don't you play it? And he showed me how to work the turntables. I had already been up there working the lights for him and stuff, you know, just kind of ingratiating myself to the DJ. And uh, he went and played pool. 
<laughs> and just let me spin for you know a little while. Uh, started out for like maybe half an hour, and basically after that it just became until the crowd got big. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'd spin for two hours if it was a slow night. That's awesome. And, yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I learned how to do it. That's cool. And so with that modern technology you've now moved to the internet radio yes. show. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit, it's called Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. Tell us a little bit, like when did you start doing Kaleidoscope? Uh, well, originally I started doing Kaleidoscope at a real radio station, 95.1, the uh, public radio station that was here in Flint. Okay. I did that for maybe about eight years. Wow, okay. Uh, there, and uh, then the station was sold and became a country station, I believe it is now. <laughs> yeah. And just a how long has it been now? Maybe five or six years now. Finally started to get the ability to upload shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I can do them live from my bedroom. Yes. Nice. Which is pretty cool. So that's a weekly show that you do? Yep. Thursdays yeah. at 8? Every Thursday at 8. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to the show before we came here today. No, if you've not watched... On Mixcloud, not, I, we listen. Mm-hmm. Mixcloud is where I listen to it, too. It's, yeah. You said it's live on Thursday nights? Yeah, it's at live on o'clock? Thursday nights, and then it's archived uh, almost immediately thereafter. So if people miss the show live they can uh, check out that one and like 300 other shows that i have up there yeah so check it out too like it is easily like one of the most eclectic shows i've ever listened to like you're not going to have too many shows where you've got dinah washington and charlie parker and gary newman in the same (laughs) set it's it's pretty cool and i have to say too like i love how you're not too cool to play the hits but you play some really club scares Yeah. yeah i love singles and then before we move on to what you're listening to, I also kind of wanted you to touch upon, since we have some people or listeners that might be interested, you're also working currently on a musical project yeah. as well. What is that called? My uh, quote-unquote band, because it's basically me and whoever I'm collaborating with, sure. is called Albador, uh, not Albacore. Mm-hmm. I'm not a tuna. <laughs> um, the story behind the name is actually kind of funny. I was uh, a new Rite Aid had opened my neighborhood, and uh, this was right about 2000. Uh, about 22 years ago, oh my god. And I walked in after having been there uh, once before, and uh, the girl behind the counter, I guess she was trying to show off that she knew her customers' names, yeah. and was she goes, well, if it isn't Michael Albador. <laughs> yeah. Where she got that from, I have no clue. <laughs> but my brain went, you know, I've been trying to think of a name for my band. <laughs> that works. Ding! That works. It's electronic, yep. like more basic electronic bass. I as, guess, as, as eclectic uh, as my DJing is, yeah. Much, yeah. And it's interesting. So, are you working towards like putting out anything like physical, or are you just you think you're just going to put the stuff uh, out I'm on? I think it'll probably end up being just digital. Okay. Um, I mean, burning CDs is almost silly at yeah. this point. Yeah, it's a um, nobody really buys CDs anymore. And, and vinyls, vinyls expensive, expensive obviously. Yeah. 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 So, and yeah. it takes forever to get done now because there's a shortage. Yeah. So. Everything's backed um, up now. I mean, it'd be great to do vinyl, but I great. don't really see it happening. It's just going to be fun to put out another project. It's been like maybe 10 years since I've put now. Wow, that's album. cool. The stuff is cool. There's a couple things I've listened Thank to I've you. really liked a lot. It's pretty cool. I'm not quite sure how to describe it when people ask me what genre it is. I mean, I kind of Trip hop, kind of psychedelic. There's a little dub in there. It's, uh, I don't know. It's as eclectic as your radio show. No, is. pretty much. All right, so now we're, we'll go to the part. Let's do the thing. Oh yeah. Let's do the thing. You got your notes ready? Are, gonna, are we gonna willy willy again? No, we don't no, need to. No, we'll do that when we leave. Do, you can do it when okay, we leave. Okay, I'll be ready. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, when, when, we, when we get ready to time travel, you can whittly with us. So, All right. Michael, what are you listening to? What are you obsessing over? What are you oh. fucking with recently, lately? Oh, I would like to start off with the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I think their last couple of albums have been a little meh. The two singles that they've put out 
previewing the new album have been phenomenal. They've been amazing. The track that I chose is uh, Spitting Off the Edge of the World, uh, yeah. the one they did with Perfume Genius. Uh-huh. It really has that energy, that sweep, that drama that the first album had. So here's my question though, is Nick Zinner playing guitar? Because it was amazing to me, because he's one of my favorite like newer mm-hmm. guitar players. Yeah. But in the last couple records, they had him playing synthesizer. I think he does both. And I want to say, like, I want to live in a world where Nick's playing guitar again. Yeah, there's guitar on that song. Okay. okay. Both the singles that I've heard too, I'm super mm-hmm. excited about. I guess I was kind too. of uh, more focusing on Karen O's vocals, because she's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, she and, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And th- th- her vocals in that particular song are just so powerful. And it's, it's just... You know, I haven't gotten that emotionally involved in the AAS song since the first album, really. Yeah, I really like it a lot, too. And I feel like for me, like Nick Zinner is one of those guys, like Daniel Ash, where they're just painters or like sonic painters. They're not like guitar players. Yeah, they're not playing yeah, whittly, yeah. whittly whittly guitar stuff. They're just painting and they're doing what's necessary for the mm-hmm. song and they're coloring the song. And that's why I've always loved him. I do not and you keep going back to Karen O and I'll keep going back to Nick Zinner. Okay. That's, but I love Karen O too. Yeah. She's an amazing front. I'm, I'm on team we Karen for the record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, Elizabeth Frazier is back. Uh, of course, uh, famous for singing with the Cocteau Twins, mm-hmm. uh, with a new band called Sun Signature. Uh, it's with her current partner, Damon Reese, who played drums for Spiritualized and Echo of the Bunny, oh, among others. Wow. They have just one EP out on vinyl. It's super duper rare. I do not have a copy of it, sadly, but I was able to get MP3s of it. It is amazing stuff. It doesn't sound anything like Cocteau Twins, but it sounds every bit like Elizabeth Frazier. Um, That's a great, I love that. <laughs> uh, almost got like a like a progressive rock psychedelia kind of vibe about it. Yeah. The track that I chose is uh, called Apples, yeah. off the self-titled EP. I mean, you just got to hear it. It is beautiful. And what else you got? Uh, let's see, this is the uh, the oldie in the bunch. Okay. We love that. Um, I actually have not really known much about Laura Nero up until recently. <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned that because I like recent just last year have discovered her too for the first time. Oh, crazy! Okay, I actually uh, is one of those uh, what's in my bag oh, shows. Yeah. Jay's obsessed. I, with I, I, me too. Yeah, it was a good drinking game. Like if I bring it up, take a shot because I bring no, it up. We have a little every, bell. That I bring it up every freaking episode. Every yeah. single. I, I forget who had Laura Nero in their bag, but uh, it was this album, uh, which is called "Gonna Take a Miracle" from 1971, and the entire album is a bunch of covers of. Of 50s and 60s stuff that Laura Nero uh, grew up on. Right. And what really pushes this album over the edge is backing vocals are done by LaBelle. Wow, crazy. And just the harmonies on this are phenomenal. The combination of Laura Nero's uh, sort of New York blue-eyed soul voice combined with uh, LaBelle doing the harmonies on this it will just blow your hair back. It is fantastic. What's the name of the record? Because I've got a couple it's records. It's called Gonna Take a Miracle. Yeah, and I do not And have the song it. that I chose uh, from that one is uh, I Met Her on a Sunday. And it starts out just like doo-wop. And then it just explodes. Isn't it weird like that we've been into music, we're all into music so much, and you're still discovering artists or bands that have been around forever because I knew who she was mm-hmm. because like Three Dog Night covered her and the, yeah, Fifth, Dimension, the yeah. Fifth Dimension covered a lot of her stuff and when you start to listen to her stuff she doesn't have like a traditionally great voice she's kind of weird she's almost Kate Bushish in a way like okay. she's got an odd voice like she's not it's not a commercial voice mm-hmm. and when her recordings of that stuff they're not commercial like, you can see other people making them commercial yeah. and selling the records but he, Nora Nero is just I think I feel like her stuff is just a little too off to ever be commercial, but her stuff is amazing though. Right. You listen to her with LaBelle 
and it kind of takes care of that problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that because I'm not familiar with that. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I'm excited to hear that. Cool. And my uh, final pick uh, is uh, something uh, almost completely brand new. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, a band called the Joy Thieves from uh, Chicago. I saw you played them on your show yep. this last week, and I can't remember the track, but I really liked mm-hmm. that a lot, too. Uh, this, it was this one. Uh, it was a uh, cover of Pat Benatar's Love is a Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. The Joy Thieves are sort of a, an industrial super group. Uh, probably the best-known member of the group that sort of moves in and out is Chris Connolly. Yeah. Of, of course, of Wax Tracks fame. Mm-hmm. He's done vocals for them quite a bit, uh, but the uh, vocalist in this uh, track is called uh, Ayatoya. Okay. Who I'd never heard of, but she rips this song a new one. I mean, the powerful vocals are just really the best part of the song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a great arrangement too, and and uh, you know the drums are incredible. It's just you know it's a great song all around, but her vocals just blew me away. Cool. That's awesome. I, I, yeah, Michael, I, again, it's, it's awesome to meet you. I'm glad yes. we finally got to meet face-to-face. Thank you for doing this for us. You have no idea how much we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we get away from the hockey table. Get we get to come to Flint Town. <laughs> but yeah, we want to thank you for hanging out with us. And providing the soundtrack for me painting my bathroom. Oh, you well, hate It's scope radio. <laughs> right? Really got me into it. It didn't make my bathroom look any better. So you don't have that Fair. capability, but it was a nice soundtrack. <laughs> as, long as, long, as long as it uh, distracted you for a minute. That's <laughs> right. Or three hours, as, yeah. as the case may be. Mm. All right, so are you ready to head back to uh, Bay City then? I think we're ready to do it. All right, let's get let's get in the car and let's go. You ready? Yep. And we are... Are we back? We're back. We're back to the air hockey table. We're back to the basement. So thank you for taking that trip with us. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Jay, uh, I got we a, heard what our friend said, and yeah. I would like to hear what you got. What else have you been messing with? I got a couple more. Okay. This one was put out on the last Record Store Day drop. I don't know if it, what's officially Record Store Day or not anymore. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Young Holt Unlimited. Yeah. A band that I have loved for a really long time. I right. discovered them. We've As long as we've done this podcast, I know there's a lot of bands that you have discovered simply because hip-hop bands that you dig had sampled them so you dug a little bit back further and you found shit that you love because of that too this is one of those bands De La Soul and I can't remember which song it was they sampled Young Holt's Light Light My Fire Fire. right? and that's like I had never heard of Young Holt Unlimited Mm -hmm. before then so of course that made me dig a little bit to look for their stuff so I've become kind of a big fan since then Record Store Day, they came out with a reissue of Young Holt Unlimited Plays Superfly. Yeah. It's, which you know has got to be badass. It's going to be badass. Curtis Mayfield, yeah. badass. Young Holt Unlimited, badass. Badass. Yeah. So I picked it up, and for I don't even know why, for a second, like almost didn't get it. And then I got it home and I put it on the terminal. Like, what was I thinking? Like, yeah. why would why I would you not, not buy this? Because I love this band. So the first side of it. Young Holt Unlimited is kind of known for taking pop hits of the day and doing like kind of funky instrumental versions of those hits. Right. And a lot of people know them. Barbara Ackland did a song called Am I the Same Girl yeah. with vocals. Yeah. And they kind of had a hit with an instrumental version of mm-hmm. that. So that's kind of how most people know them. But there's only one side of it that's actually Superfly. Yeah. Like the one side is like Freddy's Dead. It's Give Me Your Man, Push Your Man, Superfly, yeah. and Hey Poncho from the Superfly soundtrack. The second side is just them doing what they do where they take pop hits of the day. They do like Close to You, uh-huh. which people remember from The Carpenters, yeah. which was a Burt Backrack Held David song. Or they did Could It Be I'm Falling in Love. 
or they also do like a Tom Bell song from the Philly Soul. Tom Bell, they do um, People Make the World Go Round. Yep. But it's really fucking funky. Mm-hmm. It's really super cool. And yeah. I feel like Young Holt Unlimited, they've had like a lot of records out there. Like to me, like the Ventures, like I know I'll never own all their stuff. Yeah. But I pick it up whenever I see yeah. it. And if you dig that old soul, 60s, 70s soul thing, where they're doing like pop hits of the day it's so satisfying i wasn't turned on to him because you know i would reach back and, and find some of the samples and i used to think they were kind of vanilla and the fact that some of the sample sources were like uh you know this is pretty cool or whatever but it wasn't until i started digging deeper where i realized wow these guys are really funky yeah they got like, a groove going yeah i mean they can do the pop stuff too but yeah. i mean they really they really got it going on and the, to take on superfly it, the, the artwork's awesome you know it's like they're doing superfly they're yeah. they're dressed the up logo's and the logo's there <laughs> it's orange and yellow yeah. it's got the superfly logo and stuff too and they're dressed up in their finest pimp wear and yeah. shit but I, I, there's just something about when I listen to black artists doing like white pop hits of the day, they just take it that shit. Like I think of like the Isley Brothers, like Summer Breeze. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I love Summer Breeze, but Isleys take it to a completely different level. And right. all those bands doing Beatles songs and all those hits, Fifth Dimension, whatever they are, just killing those songs. And Young Hold Unlimited, all their shit is worth finding. Yeah, picking up. I yeah. agree. If you had yeah. to choose one track that you're going to put on a mixtape at the end of this episode, what's it going to be? I'm putting Freddy's Dead. Dude, It's yes. a funky-ass track. Yeah. It's funky as Freddy's Dead is a great track. Yeah. And yeah. The, the treatment that they got on it, yeah. um, the musicianship, the drums especially. Oh, so funky Ooh. and subtle and so good. They make it their own for sure. You know and it right no, away. And there's no vocals. It's just all yeah. instrumental, but it, they just totally bring the shit. And you said, it. you're going to love this, so I sat down, and when you put the needle on the record and then the bass line comes out, like, it took me two seconds yeah. to be like, yep, yep, this is it. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> Groove. And I do believe that there is one copy left, and if it's still there at Electric Kitsch, you need to get that I'm gonna shit. I'm going to pick it up. You need to pick that shit up. It's going to be totally worth it. You have one more, Dion? I do have one more. What do you got? Well, uh, we've talked previously about how sometimes, whether it be the local musicians we have here or the musicians that hit it big that we have in this region, which we'll say Detroit and around Michigan, right? Yeah. We kind of take them for granted. We just lived with them their whole lives and yeah. we don't realize like their greatness. Yeah. And uh, one of those artists for me is Bob Seeger. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Bob, you know, of course I knew his tracks. I mean, he's all over the place, especially in Michigan, but it wasn't until just recently in my adulthood, I would say, like after I was 30 years old where I really started to dig into his records and find out that you know what I kind of love this shit like yeah. it's kind of really cool yeah and we talked about this a little bit earlier too like Bob Seeger, for good or for ill if you're from Michigan that shit is in your DNA and I have to yeah. say like as much as I always loved his stuff it wasn't until I got a little bit older where I really appreciated lyrically where he was coming from and a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. So I want to talk about, well, this is an album basically that I listened to, and it is 1980s Against the Wind. Obviously, like Against the Wind, it kind of was a hip. It has Yola Company Meat on it, it has Her Strut on it. It's got some hits on it. Horizontal Bob is yeah. on there. Yeah. But the first song that they released as a single is a song called Fire Lake. Which is a song specifically I didn't realize how cool it was until very, very recently. Yeah, me too. So there's a radio station, uh, I think it's 99.7 or something. Anyway, but it's an up north radio station that I tune into that plays classic rock hits uh, when I go up north. And I have to do that very often uh, for my job. And it's delivering the hits, UPS, right? UPS, yeah. And they have this song for whatever reason. Recently, they've had this in the rotation. So I hear this song probably on a weekly basis, and I've been doing so listening to the radio on the trip for like the last couple months. And uh, they play Fire Lake, and I'm like, man, I love this tune. Now, digging deeper into the album, 
I can see why. All the players, the players on this song specifically, were Muscle Shoals, rhythm section. But they're playing on about half of the album, as they did on half of his other albums as well. But uh, this song in particular, Muscle Shoals, rhythm section is playing on it. And it's just a nice, cool groove. Uh, there's nothing really totally special about this song. A lot of the lyrics, I don't really understand what he's talking I mean, about. It's very cryptic. Either. The whole Uncle Joe, yeah. all that stuff. Like, I don't really know what that's about either. Inside type stuff. But basically, they're going down to Fire Lake. To me, it seems like they're going to their cabin or wherever they go. They're, they're heading up north, and they're going to all hang out as this extended family. I mean, there's some motorcycle references in there. Obviously, with every Bob Seger song, there's a gambling reference. They're playing a couple <laughs> card games. But it's just a really cool summer jam, Fire Lake, and it really made me realize how much I appreciate Bob Seger. And I love that. Similar things happened with me with other bands as well, you know, yeah. with uh, George Thurgood and Destroyers. Like, I never really understood. I never really gave him the credit he was due until I started getting into the deeper cuts. And then after that happened, that happened with me with Dire Straits, too. Like, after I, like, started having an appreciation for the deeper cuts, like, the hits started to sound better as well. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I started to you really appreciate that from bands. that perspective. Yeah. 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 So Fire Lake is going to make our mixtape, and I'm excited to see where you're going to put I'm it. I'm excited to listen to Fire Lake. It's fucking Seeger, it's bud. It's goddamn Seeger. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're from Michigan, that shit is in your DNA. And it's one of those things when I moved away from Michigan, when you realize it's like, it's your connection to the state that you came from, but it's, and it hits you hard. Like, same thing with Motown, too. Yeah. Like, you just take, you're just proud of, like, yeah, fucking Motown. That's ours. Yeah, that's us. Awesome. Bob Seeger's ours. Iggy Pop yeah. is ours. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's Sega. ours. It's us. These are ours. Yeah. And I, there's just something about that that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. My last one is kind of a weird one. <laughs> We're here for the weird. I am here for the weird. It's not weird in the sense that the music itself is weird. The pick itself is probably weird. Yeah. At work, when I cut the earbuds in, there's a lot of stuff that I do at work that's very just like me, myself, and I've got earbuds and I'm listening to music and I listen to Spotify quite a bit. I don't pay for it, so fuck Spotify. So you listen to like the ads and stuff? I do listen to the ads. Fuck okay. that. If they're not paying their artists, I'm not going to fucking pay for Spotify. But I've had this 60s and 70s thing on for like weeks now and I don't hear the same songs over and over again. The, the combination of songs that they play are so weird. But one of them that popped up recently was a song called Just For You uh-huh. by Bachman Turner Overdrive. Now, Bachman Turner Overdrive, when I was a kid, that was one of my bands. Yeah. That band, Not Fragile, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, Bachman Turner Overdrive 2, that band is huge yeah. for me. Yeah. But I had not heard, this was on a record called Freeways, which is two records out from a record that they did called Four Wheel Drive, which probably was the last record that had a hit on it. Like yeah. Four Wheel Drive had like Hey You on it, and then there was Head On, and then there was Freeways. So at this point, there were a few years away from being a hit machine anymore. Yeah. Okay. I had not thought about this record in forever. I do have it. I haven't played it in forever. So now I'm just fucking obsessed with it. Yeah. And it has one of my favorite songs on it ever called Shotgun Rider, which I freaking love because it's a completely, totally BTO kind of song. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's some weird shit, like Just For You is almost like this weird kind of ballady thing. But the song that I really connected to is a song called Easy Groove, which is just a song about going out and dancing, which is such an un-BTO thing to sing about. That's the last thing I think they would sing. And musically, it has a super cool, and groove is right in the fucking title, so there's no playing around. It has this groove to it. This is almost like why? How 
these white dudes from Canada playing yeah. this fucking great groove. And the song is the, the lyrics are completely cheesy, dumb, but I fucking yeah love it's it. Perfectly, I dumb. love it. And, and it's sung in falsetto. It's like everything you'd expect them not to do. They exactly. do it. String arrangement. Oh my god, the on? strings are killer. Yeah. It's so anti BTO. Yeah. The whole record is good. Like I, I love it a lot. And then after this record, like I think Randy Bachman left the band, and they continued on his Bachman Turn Overdrive because the drummer was still a Bachman. Yeah. So technically, at that point, they had a different singer, and so they mutated. So they never got back to like the original the days where they were having hits all over yeah. the place like so this is the last record that had like the classic bto personnel on it but there's just something about it. it's such an underdog record that yeah. at this point nobody gives a shit about them but yeah. they put this record out and it's fucking awesome right. so the record is back turn overdrive the record's called freeways the band's bto obviously the very freeways and the song that i'm gonna put on the mix is easy groove and just check it out it's like it's so again anti BTO, like yeah. you don't hear Randy singing in a falsetto. These fucking strings can swoon in. It's just something. It's just unreal that this yeah. song exists. Yeah, I can't believe it. And uh, <laughs> I was in shock when I was listening. To it. I know, like, and, I, and, and I was almost apologizing to you. Yeah. When I played it, I put the needle down. I'm like, I'm sorry about this. I'm yeah. sorry that you had to listen to this, but it made me happy that you actually really dug no, the shit out of it. it. I kind of love it. But I did. We did end up playing like more from that record just to recalibrate to be like. Yeah. That is Shock not a BTO rider. song. A what BTO is that doing song. on there? Let's listen to this because yes. this is a BTO song. Yes. And then we let, let the song finish out and then the, the next song creep in to be like, see, this is oh, actually on BTO. Wait, this is a BTO track. So <laughs> I think we've talked more about BTO than anyone has probably in I don't know who, how many years. This is our BTO Bachman episode. <laughs> Randy Bachman, God damn it, I love you. Yeah. I love BTO. One of Canada's finest. <laughs> because you know why? Because yeah. they're taking care of business. They are. Every day, <laughs> Every bud. day, every, every, every day. way. <laughs> so you want to wrap this shit up? Yeah, man. Thank you so much for listening Thanks. to our foolishness. We appreciate it. We if certainly do. If you have any ideas or suggestions or comments, please get on our Facebook page. Just let us know that you're listening. We don't, yeah. you know, we just want to know you're out there. And share it with a friend if you think that they'll like it. If you One think friend. they'll like listening to two guys in mid-Michigan talk about the music that they're obsessing over, then uh, give them a suggestion. Share it with a friend. Yeah. 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 Because sharing is caring. It's caring. It is caring. And, and we, we care. care. And we appreciate your caring. We do. All right. So All right. we're out. We're out. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah, we're going to see you soon. We'll hear you soon. Bye now. Bye. Bye. BTO. Sonic non-mix contributions to the 10th bonus episode of Lightning Licks Radio include De La Soul, Prince Paul, DJ Newmark, Jurassic 5, Dave Matthews Band, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Goody Mob, Arcade Fire, X, Alice in Chains, Sweet Spirit, Susie Quattro, Gardner, Kendrick Lamar, Belial, Nirvana, Pines, The Explosions, The Clash, Throwing Muses, Dayton Family, Lush, Clan of Zemox, Gary Newman, Albador, Bajas, Cocteau Twins, LaBelle, The Fifth Dimension, Pat Benatar, Thievery Corporation, The Doors, Curtis Mayfield, Barbara Ackman, The Silver Bullet Band, and The Memphis Horns. As for the mix, I suggested Robert Glasper, Greek Death, Bob Seeger, Jay brought to the air hockey table a giant dog, Sweet, Pearl Harbor, Young Holt Unlimited, Bachman Turner Overdrive, and our special guest, Michael A. from Flinttown, suggested Yeah Yeah Yeah's Sun Signature, Laura Nero, and the Joy Thieves. 
Your Mix is coming up in just a moment. I hope you enjoyed your summer. This may be your last opportunity to crank your music with the windows down, and I would suggest that you do that. See you soon. One more question. I want to ask about a court hearing yesterday on January 6th. He's gone. Okay. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. your life is a complete waste because I let you look at me. Nah, you're not a failure. Just an alternative to success. You will rust. 
Your perspective is weakened by emotion. Giving me everything I want has nothing to do with me. Your declaration of self-esteem screams just the opposite. Laughable in my diary. You enjoy being beached, stuck in clone relationships, losing quality and resolution with each copy of me. Teach your smile to become habit. Maybe you'll stop getting kicked out of places you don't own. Here's my first lie. I'll be here when you get home. Stop texting me about shopping. I'd rather be cleaning the grout in the bathtub after 48 visitors than be seen with you in a shopping mall. I'd rather be threading my eyebrows after a sunburn alone than with you at all. But we all know how the story goes. You can only hate someone you once truly loved.
you feel like dancing, but you're all shook out. We have found the answer. Turn yourself about. Find yourself some people. Stand out in line. Join the ends together. And now you're doing fine. Keep it smooth. With an easy groove. An easy crew. So Shake your heads around. 
Boosting up, 